Nursing Home Shenanigans My first stint when I came over to this country was to work at a nursing home in Las Vegas. Now you might think that working in a geriatric unit would be as dull as can be. On the contrary, life there was anything but. For me, there was never any shortage of colorful characters, both patients and nurses. We had our clock-watching pain pill poppers who lived for the round-the-clock Percodan and Darvoset. On the other hand, we also had nurses who were so anal about doing their job that they would wake up patients from deep slumber just to give them their sleeping pills. Then we had our fair share of grumpy old men, as well as their female counterparts, who were no less grumpy. We had the very old and the very sick, but we also had young ones who were there because they had physically debilitating diseases like multiple sclerosis and the like, which made them dependent on other people for assistance in ADLs, or activities of daily living. As for our elderly patients, not all of them were confused. We still had a few who were quite alert, but were there because they needed help with their meds, their meals, and their activities. They usually had their hair done on a weekly basis, went on outings via the company van, and played bingo and the slot machines like any high roller in a Vegas casino. As you can see, we had a thriving community of individuals. You just had to keep your eyes peeled for the more interesting ones. Yes, there was never any shortage of zany characters. For example, when I was new at that place, there was this resident who always showered me with compliments. She appeared so sincere that even I almost started to believe that, wow, I must really be a great beauty. How could I not feel that way when every time I came inside her room, she would always gush about how young I looked, how pretty I was, etc., etc. All this praise made me so kindly disposed to her that I always got her an extra pillow or an extra piece of toast, and her water pitcher was never empty. It was only when we got a new batch of nurses that I caught on to her. As I watched her interact with the new nurses, I realized that she used the same lines with them as she did with me. Her modus operandi was to trade flattery for extra privileges. When I finally wisened up, I couldn't help but watched with amusement as she charmed all the newbies with compliments, and they, in turn, made sure she got extra perks. She was, she was one smart woman indeed, living proof that you do catch more flies with honey than with sugar. It was a different story with another resident. Remember the movie Fifty First Dates, that, the one with Drew Barrymore? where she had short-term memory loss and every day was like starting over? It was the same with this one gentleman. He could recall minute details and recount countless episodes from his childhood, but he could not, for the life of him, remember recent events or people. Stepping inside his room was actually pretty thrilling. I never knew who, was I, who I was going to be that day. Was I Maria, the housekeeper? Or Norma, the mean lady whose mom stayed in a room across the hall. Was I going to be thanked that day or was I going to be cussed out? One thing was always certain.
No matter how often I introduced myself, he never got my name right the first time. If you were the twilight heartthrob in your heyday, you might have a hard time with your senior citizen status in your twilight years. So it was with our resident playboy. Playboy, In his, in his mind, he was still the skirt-chasing Romeo of his youth. Well into his 80s, he still acted like he was God's gift to women. He liked his wheelchair parked strategically where he had a good view of the entrance of the dining room. He would check out everyone the minute they came in. When the female residents would be wheeled in by the nurses, his eyes would light up like a kid in a candy store. Good thing he was too old and too frail for anyone to take him seriously or he would have had a sexual harassment lawsuit on his hands. At first, I thought he was flirting with ladies his age. I soon found out that he was not interested in any of them. Too old for him. Oh no, he had his eye on the nurses. It did not bother him in the least that most of them were young enough to be his grandchildren. Typical guy. He reminded me of, of a Filipino saying that a friend once quoted to me. Old carabaos like to eat young grass. I guess everywhere you go, there's always an octogenarian somewhere hoping to land his own Anna Nicole Smith. Another vivid memory I had was of this one lady who was constantly making nonsensical sounds with her mouth. Mind you, these were not words, but merely syllables that she would repeat over and over again and then remix. It was like a woodpecker pecking away at your sanity, one syllable at a time. When I first heard it, it always almost drove me cuckoo until I finally got used to it. In the course of time, I finally trained myself to regard her noise as background music, especially in the dining hall, where she loved to play her multi-syllable concert- concerto full blast. I guess you could say she was the resident hip-hop DJ in the house. She loved to let loose her unending stream of gibberish over mealtimes, stopping only to shove a mouthful of food inside her mouth, then resuming the noise once the food was gone. Most of us had gotten good at tuning her out, that her noise hardly bothered us anymore. One day, however, we heard something that we hadn't heard in a long, long time. Silence. Deafening silence. It was so unusual that we knew something had to be afoot. Suspicious, we glanced over to her corner of the dining room. She was sitting still in her wheelchair, engrossed in another activity. I guess her diaper must have gotten loose somehow, and she had managed to grab a handful of her excrement. There she was, intensely rolling it around her hands like Play-Doh, forming perfectly rounded balls of poop and lining them up neatly along the edge of her lunch tray. No wonder the dining room was so quiet and smelly. That quickly broke the party right there. Everyone lost their appetite and left. The good thing that came out of this was that we learned that the secret to getting her to shut her mouth up was to keep her hands busy, so we made sure she was always well supplied, this time with more appropriate playing material, of course.
Every now and then, she would still startle us with um, impromptu vocalization exercises. But on the whole, the dining room did become much more quieter. It was good to have peace and quiet at last, even if it came with a price. Another memorable character was the sweet-looking lady who looked like she could be anybody's grandma. She had perfectly coiffed gray hair and had dainty hands. She never said a word, but simply smiled in response to questions. One night, I saw the CNA getting her ready for bed. I was surprised to see to see her applying mitten restraints on both her hands. Now, I know the old lady was a little confused, but mitten restraints seemed a bit too much. I questioned the necessity of such restraints. The CNAs just looked at me, amused. They explained that it was needed because at nighttime, she posed a threat to herself. I laughed in disbelief. They then explained further that dear old granny turned into horny toad at night. She would rub her genital area so furiously until she was raw and bleeding. One CNA even told me that one morning they found her with bits and pieces of flesh and blood from under her nails from all that frenzied activity. So, per her children's request, an order was obtained for these mitten restraints so she would not hurt herself. The CNAs also made sure that her nails were always cut super short. I recoiled in shock. This was definitely what not what I expected to hear. It was disper- disturbing to think that the sweet old lady was leading a double life, granny by day, masturbator at night. Some things you wish you never knew. The image of her raw and bleeding from all that nocturnal activity made it extremely difficult for me to look her family straight in the eye again. Amidst all these memorable people I had the pleasure to meet, there is one who stands out among the rest. My first encounter with him was at once the most unforgettable and most embarrassing experience in my nursing career. For the purpose of our story, we shall call him Mr. Jones. I was starting my 3 to 11 shift when I was informed that I was getting an admission. No big deal. I've never been but I've never been one to shy away from work. Bring it on, I thought. I was ready. Our facility had three nursing stations and I was assigned to the second one. To get to my station, whoever was bringing the resident had to register at the first one. It wasn't long before I got a call on the other line announcing in a very high-pitched and excited voice, Your admit is here! Hmm, this was highly unusual. For one, the first station hardly ever bothered to notify us of any patient's arrival. Second, the laughter in the background was a little too boisterous for comfort. What were these people up to? I sent one of my fellow nurses to check it out. She and I had come over on the same flight from the Philippines. She soon came back with an unimpressed look on her face. I don't know what's so funny. It's just an old man looking for a cat, was her nonchalant reply. Hmm. This this did not allay my fears any bit. This fellow, Penai nurse, was book smart. 
but when but when it came to the real world she was absolutely clueless oh well it was too late to do anything anyhow any minute now and the patient should be here i braced myself for the worst i saw the ambulance guys rounding the corner with their load from the look on their faces i could tell that they were expecting to be entertained i was determined to disappoint them i put on my most professional air and walked over to meet them i introduced myself to the patient whom we're going to call mr jones mr jones was an elderly gentleman with severe contractures due to paralysis on his lower mm-hmm. extremities how are you mr jones welcome my name is emma and i will be your nurse today i could sense the ambulance guys leaning closer to listen in to our exchange mr jones face broke into a grin and he muttered something that i could not hear i leaned forward to catch what he was saying i'm sorry i can't hear you would you mind repeating that mr jones i could feel the ambulance guys holding their breath mr jones lifted his head slightly and with all the strength he could muster he announced in his rasp raspy voice pussy i want pussy with this the ambulance guys could not hold it any longer they roared with laughter everyone else but me joined in the merriment i meanwhile was trying to keep it together remember i was practically a fresh grad none of my nursing review classes and culture shock seminars had prepared me for this here i was barely a few months in the land of the brave and the free now confronted with such an outrageous request and with such words as to defile my virgin ears in a way it was kind of hard to get mad at mr jones he had the look of an overgrown prankster who did not see anything wrong about asking sana for a playboy bunny for christmas i tried to appear calm and flustered on the outside but it was a tornado of thoughts on the inside Ugh, so this is what my poor innocent friend had meant when she said it was an old man looking for a cat well i hate to have to break it to her but the cat that this grandpa is looking for may be hairy but it sure does not have four legs how can such nasty thoughts be in this old man's head why grandpa should be ashamed of himself how the heck do i get out of this somebody help help i stalled for time Uh, well, uh, Mr. Jones, we'll talk about that later. Let me show you your room first and make sure you're nice and comfy. While they were moving Mr. Jones from the stretcher to the bed, I racked my brains, searching for a way to extricate myself from this rather sticky situation. I prided myself on not being is easily ruffled, but I was not prepared for this. I was way in over my head. and it did not help that my audience was growing by the minute amidst this dilemma i saw candy sauntering towards me with big wide strides i breathed a sigh of relief now if there was anyone who could rescue me from a jam like this it would be candy 
Candy was a CNA or Certified Nurse's Assistant who was in her late 30s, bleach blonde and street smart, tough as nails, bad to the bone. I mouthed a silent thank you to my would-be savior as she came over to Mr. Jones and smoothed the covers over him. The ambulance guys hung around to enjoy the spectacle as they listened in on the following conversation. Um, now, Mr. Jones, what is this I hear that you have been giving my charge nurse here a hard time? Mr. Jones quickly denied this in his thin, raspy voice. Oh, no, 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 not giving anyone a hard time. All I said, then he raised his voice for everyone to hear, was that I want some pussy. Then he smiled broadly. Soaking in all the commotion he was causing, big, riotous laughter followed. Candy planted one elbow on Mr. Jones' bed rail and asked, very businesslike, Now, Mr. Jones, you talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? What I mean is, do you have money, Mr. Jones? We're talking about some serious moolah here. Ah! Mr. Jones could not believe his good fortune. At last, there was somebody who finally took his request seriously. He bobbed his head up and down, nodding enthusiastically as he loudly announced, Yes, 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 I have money. The ambulance guys were delighted as to where this talk was headed. I, on the other hand, was beginning to have some serious doubts about candy. Candy pursued this line of questioning. Now, how much money are we talking about here, Mr. Jones? To which Mr. Jones proudly declared, Five dollars! Oh my gosh. The room exploded as everybody just roared and high-fived each other at this latest bombshell. This show was just getting juicier and juicier, and the ratings were through the roof. I was a helpless spectator to it all. Like the consummate showman that she was, Candy waited for the laughter to subside. Then she went in for the kill. Mr. Jones, for five bucks? And she paused for emphasis. This is all you get. Candy held up her index finger for Mr. Jones to see. Then... She dramatically lowered the said finger toward, towards where her crotch area was and gestured like she was dipping into a pot of honey. Then she lifted her finger and tantalizingly held it under Mr. Jones' nose as if to make him sniff it. I kid you not, that poor Mr. Jones, who was paralyzed from the waist down, made a supremely valiant effort to rise from the bed so he could sniff Candy's finger. He would have leapt out of that bed if he could just get a whiff. Pandemonium break loose. The ambulance guys were hanging on to each other, convulsed with laughter. Everybody else was howling with amusement. Candy was smiling bowing like a magician who just pulled a rabbit out of his hat. Mr. Jones was grinning from ear to ear, extremely pleased at causing all this ruckus. And me? 
Well, I was standing in the middle of the room, my cheeks burning with embarrassment. Regretting the moment, I asked Candy for help. I was flabbergasted. Candy, whom I was counting on to defuse the situation, brought a bomb instead and lit it. She had given the ambulance guys enough material for locker room jokes for years to come. I shot her dagger, dagger looks from across the room that said, Way to go! Thanks a lot! Big help there, Candy! She just shrugged and winked at me, beaming like a Cheshire cat that was proud of itself. Typical Candy. This was a total disaster. It was a situation beyond salvaging. It was absolute lunacy. I knew that all I could do was to, was to wait for the Fuhrer to die down. It seemed like eternity. But it finally did. And I simply said, Okay, okay, guys. Break it up. The show is over, folks. What else could I say? In my heart of hearts, I knew it would be a while before I could live this down. Of course, as I predicted, the ambulance guys never let me forget that incident. Every time they came, they would pretend to fish into their pockets for bills. One would say, I got two bucks. How much do you have? The other would say, I have three. Then they would shout in unison, Yay, we got enough. They would then wave the dollar bills around, pretending to look at everybody but me. I took all the good-natured ribbing in stride. I would just look at Candy and shake my head in mock disapproval. Candy would beam with delight, then pretend to scold the guys, who, would, who of course, would promptly apologize. As for the now infamous Mr. Jones, as far as I know, he never found the cat he was looking for. Not while I was there anyway. Now, I can't vouch for what happened when I left, because last thing I heard, Candy was now the head nurse. Who knows what shenanigans were allowed with her in charge. Knowing my friend, I would not be surprised if she turned the place into one happy, hippie, Candyland.